All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Bible Talks. Uh, I am uh, your host, Casey. Uh, today we are with Jamie Pridgen, and he is uh, taking us through uh, this series on um, the study of the end times. Uh, today, uh, our subject matter um, is uh, what I'm going to call the unholy trinity. That's my clickbait title, right? These these three characters that seem to be working together in the book of Revelation, uh, the dragon, the beast, uh, and the false prophet. What What is up with those? We want to see, really, Jamie, I just, I kind of know, so, so if you read through the book of Revelation, there's these kind of three central, you know, figureheads, if you will, and it, they don't make a whole lot of sense. It's just kind of hard to read through. It's kind of hard to realize, like, what's what's happening with them? What are they doing? So I, it would be helpful, I think, if you could just tell us, okay, what what's the Antichrist's role? What's the false prophet's role? Mm-hmm. What's the dragon's role? Maybe if you want to throw in there the um, a little bit on the harlot, that's, that's okay, too. But um, what's the difference between them, and what are they doing at the end of the age? Yeah. So there's there's a couple... There's, we talked a little bit about this in some other sessions, but there's a there's a <clears throat> you know the Antichrist or the the Beast we'll call him um, the uh, in the founded book of Revelation is is talked about in many 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 passages throughout the scriptures. Um, I don't know of many passages that talk about the false prophet outside of the book of Revelation. It may be there. Um, I just I just don't aware of them. Okay, but um, and of course the dragon. Which specifically is called, he's called the devil and Satan, the serpent of old. I mean, in Revelation that he's identified as that. So we, so we kind of know, you know, obviously, you know, who Satan is, and to a degree, you know, he's he's the, uh, you know, fallen angel, whatever, you know, the, the leader of the of the 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 other party, so to speak, you know, the, <laughs> the leader uh, of the yeah. other party. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, you know, he's the one that's, that's driving this this the the demonic side of it anyway. Although the Lord's allowing it under His authority, the. Um, so, so the 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 beast is appears to be the same person that's the little horn in the book of Re- book of Daniel, and then it's also talked about as this great end time world leader throughout many of the other prophets. Um, this was also the opinion, like I said, of the early church. So the early church fathers that talked about this, they use these guys as talking about the same person. Mm-hmm. So um, because sometimes it's not fully obvious that how do we know this guy's talking about this guy's talking about this guy. But when you really take a step back and you realize that they're all talking about a very similar time period that cannot be replicated in any other period in history. Right. In other words, that's where you start realizing, okay, this is a an, an end-time leader of some sort of government. So then you to say that all these guys are different people makes the narrative completely start to fall apart. Yeah. But if they're all the same person, then you're able to harmonize the, the the writings of the prophets together. So almost in the same way that Jesus is the son of David, yeah. the son of man, right? Right. He's got these different kind of titles, right? Um, depending on the books that you read, right. right? It seems like the Antichrist is also called the Beast, right? Is also called the little horn, right? Uh, that becomes the big horn. Is yes. that my understanding? That's the idea. Yes. Okay. Um, is there any other names that he's known by? Yeah. So, so um, there's different prophecies in the in oh, the Bible. Man of sin, yeah. man of lawlessness. Uh, yeah. I, you know, if you read Isaiah 14, it, it makes it sound like he's called the king of Babylon. Mm. Um, you know, um, it's you know interesting. I mean, the the uh, the um, you know depending on how you read the prophecies, there's also a passage that seems to call him the king of Egypt. The, the, if you read Ezekiel 21, there's a way to read that. that it makes it sound like he's talking about him as well, uh, where he actually called him the king of Israel, which is wow. interesting. Because what's interesting is that the, the ancient kings, when they would take over a nation, this is one of the reasons why it's hard to try to locate where he's from. So people go, where is he from? And they, they point to prophecies. But 
there's he's spoken of with titles from many different areas because theoretically at the end of it he'll own all those areas. Mm. So uh, if you read like the book of like say Esther, um, you know, or, or the the different books in that time, you'll find that sometimes the the king was called at one time he's called the king of Persia. And the oh, same yeah, king later point. on is called the king of Babylon. Yeah, that's it's a like, really good well, point. It's like, which one is he? Well, yeah. he's both. He owned both lands. And so when you talk about the Antichrist and he's called the king of this or the king of that, well, the answer is yes, he is the king of all those areas. But it doesn't tell you, it doesn't tell you origins. It just tells you what he'll what he'll own. Yeah. In Romans Romans 9, you could call him, Romans 9, I'm sorry, Daniel 9, you know, could you could actually infer that he's called the Rome, the king of the Rome or the Roman mm-hmm. king. You know, there's, there's lots of different, Daniel 7, same kind of idea. So there's this, this idea of him coming from multiple locations or he has multiple locations under his authority. And so he's given that titleship, that lordship over those, over those lands. And so anyway, uh, so yeah, so, so, you know, he's, he, he is Satan's main puppet, main, you know, uh, figurehead at the end of the age to, uh, to, you know, <clears throat> try to thwart the plans of God to, to, to kill uh, the, the remnant uh, the saints uh, and to and to remove the nation of Israel primarily to thwart God's promises to them to make Jesus also a false prophet. Oh, interesting. And so, well, you know, it's, it's what uh, what Jesus said. He said, uh, "You will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.'" You know, and he's quoting the Psalms one eighteen passage about there's going to be an acceptance of the Messiah at the return of the Lord. But if the nation of Israel is so small, like, like Satan already realizes because he can't, he can't do a, and this is my opinion, but you know, he can't do a fair fight between him and God. He's already right. lost that battle. That's not going to work for him. But if he can, if he can make Jesus a false prophet, then God has no authority to cast him into the lake of fire. Mm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. he has no authority to, to judge him for lying. Mm-hmm. And so there's an element where it's like, I mean, I think this is right, but I think there's been, I mean, because you look at the reason, I mean, Israel's been so persecuted for all these years, and, and what's the what's the deal? Because they have promises that they're going to exist. And yet, I mean, there's a people, they are constantly being, have been have been sought to have been wiped yeah. off the map. Yeah. And in, 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 almost in an irrational way. Like, it doesn't, yeah. like, you can't, a lot of this stuff you can't, you can't point to and go, here's why this is happening. It's like the, the anti-Semitism raises up because the, the Lord has made, God has made a promise to his son that he's going to have a remnant from that people group mm-hmm. that are going to accept him and embrace him. And all Israel shall be saved. I mean, it's Romans, you know, which is quoting Isaiah. I mean, it's like, yeah. this is going to happen. So, um, so the enemy's after, after those guys. So, so, so God's going to, I mean, no, I'm sorry, God, but the, the enemy's going to use Antichrist as his figurehead to, to, uh, you know, to push, you know, push that agenda. And then the false prophet, He's he's called the false prophet, and he's also called another beast. Um, he is he says he looks like a lamb, but he speaks like a dragon. Mm. So <clears throat> you know, which is interesting. Um, you know, just because of even like the parallels you see through, like say the Islamic eschatology, and you know they believe that there's a they have a, a, a messiah coming. You know, and um, the Mahdi. You know, and mm-hmm. then the, he will have a prophet that will come alongside him. Um, that will, who they believe is actually going to be Jesus. Wow. That will proclaim, you know, the authority of the Mahdi. So it's interesting when it talks about looks like the lamb, you know. Yeah, it looks like, like a dragon. Lamb. Yeah. Um, and of course, they also believe that there's an anti Mahdi <laughs> coming, you know, who they actually <laughs> say is also named Jesus, but is the defender of the Jews. It's just like the reverse, you know. Wow. Not, yeah. And that's not, not to say that I think that the Antichrist is Muslim, but I think there's a, 
I think he's going to tie in a lot of these these false religions that are going to come under his banner. And I think the harlot's a, a system which will help bring these things in, 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 into unity. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's how, you know, that's, like I said, the, the, I'd say this, if you're a good passage to read, if you're just kind of following along, would be, you know, read Daniel 7, and you'll kind of get introduced to the Antichrist in a, in a real, in his kingdom, in, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a real way. Because um, he's, uh, you kind of get, so he, and just so you know, he goes through the first, First three kingdoms, historic kingdoms that lived in Daniel's day, and shortly after, being Babylon, uh, Persia, and the Grecian Empire under Alexander the Great, and then uh, he then forwards to a end time version of the Roman Empire that's being uh, that's being run by the Antichrist. Wow! And um, or a revived Roman Empire, however you want to say it. And again, this is you, you got to go loose with this because there's so many places he says he comes from. So right, you know, it doesn't mean he's only coming from Rome; it just means he may own those territories at that yeah. time. Um, and so, anyway, and so, but it talks about him in that time, that that period, uh, going to war against the saints. The, the saints are overcome during that time, um, but the saints at the end of it will receive the kingdom and, and forever and ever. And then it talks about the Son of Man who will also receive the kingdom. And that's the idea that we receive it together with the Messiah as yeah. warriors, which is what Revelation twenty says that we were, we were raised from the dead to rule and reign with Christ. Yeah, for the thousand years. So. What, is there anything else on that one? Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely want to know. So so I, I'm going to ask you the question that we're all asking. Who is the Antichrist? you got to tell me. He who dips his bread with me when I die. Ah. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it Donald Trump or is it Hillary Clinton? I'm just kidding. Yeah, neither. Just uh, kidding. No, so 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 there are. So, so uh, give it actually, yeah, yeah. No, there there actually is a. a well, I just I, here's the thing I would say. So so there's a reason why Second Thessalonians says that he will be revealed, and then tells us that his revealing is through the abomination of desolation. So you guess the question is, when will we know that we know then that yeah, when that the happens? abomination of that yeah. desolation? Does that mean obviously he's going to be a world leader prior to? We may have our suspicions. The Lord might prophetically tell the end time church. And we may already have a little heads up, a little tip off somehow, but I think I think trying to land whoever the current world boogeyman is as that guy is it's it's you're you're it's dangerous. It's dangerous, and you're serving yourself to look like an idiot. Yeah, um, it's like the people that want to you know tell us the date of Christ's return right now. I'm like, if you're gonna do that, do that. I, do, pick a date after your lifetime. You know. <laughs> That way you want, but but my but jokingly, but I, but I think I think it, like we don't we don't know, but you know that. But going back to um, so Irenaeus, who was like I said, he was discipled by Polycarp, who was discipled by John, who yeah. Irenaeus sat under John when he was a boy. Um, he actually said this was something they were talking about then. Wow! And he because they were talking about the mark of the beast, yeah. and he said he said you know he goes there's people that think it's this that and the other, and he goes and he's, he even said he goes he goes I even like this name. And he he gave his whole thoughts on it, but he yeah. goes. He goes, but I realized he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, John, who saw the vision, he, the revelation, he saw all of this stuff. And he thought it wasn't wise to tell us who it was going to be. Mm. Like he didn't come out and just say, it's going to be this guy, or this is going to be yeah. his real name. Or, you know, he goes, he goes, I, he goes, I take note of that, that he, the Lord is not wanting this to be revealed because there's a day it will be revealed. Yeah. So, and good. so I think, I don't know, that, that's not to be an excuse like for us to keep our eyes shut on this thing, but I think it's it's just to go, to hold real caution and go, you know, there's going to be antichrists that have come. There's going to be, in other words, that's the problem, is that there's already been antichrists that have come. Yeah. And there's probably going to be another couple more antichrists. There's probably some here and they're, they're coming. And there's different people you could look around the earth right now and go, they have an antichrist spirit on it. That doesn't mean they are the antichrist, right. like John said, because John said the antichrist is coming, but antichrists have already come. 
And so it's, it's, you know, it's like um, I read a book called Hitler Came from Nielemeyer. It's a great book. Pastor Nielemeyer, he said when he sat in, in the office with Adolf Hitler, he goes, I knew I was in the presence of the Antichrist. Mm. Which is, yes, he was, but he wasn't. Right. He, he was in the presence of a Antichrist. Yeah. And he was feeling that and he was sensing that. And, and he probably could even put verses that would match. Yeah. That, but he wasn't the Antichrist. And so, you know, we don't we don't know. There's going mean, there's certain there's why there's certain demarcations of things that have got to happen and certain things that have got to come into place. And they're not things that have to that, that are going to necessarily take forever and ever. Yeah. You know, for example, you talk about the rebuild or say the, the city of Babylon. You know, then like, that could there could be that could mean several things, or it could be a brand new city that's got to get rebuilt in the land of Shinar out in Babylon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That we kind of go. It's not there right now. Yeah. I mean, granted, they got they they got plans for a city. I think this, this big city they call it, they're calling it the Bride. They want to build it. It's interesting. It may be, you know what I mean? Or maybe it's somewhere else. And there's there, there's different ways you could look at that. And I got some thoughts on that. But the the point is, what used to take generations to build. I mean, look at Dubai. Yeah. You know, like I've seen pictures of like in 1994 pictures of Dubai. Yeah. And then the same picture where they take it from the same spot. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like 2014, whatever. So, you know, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. You know, just, yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. And it's like. It was like almost like a dirt road, you know, some cows, you know, yeah. like maybe a yeah, building near there. And then all of a sudden it's a mega city. And the way that we're able to build and do things, I mean, you know, a temple would take no time compared to what it used to take, you know, totally. 40 years to build back in the day. Now it's like, you know, you know, it's like who ordered a temple, you know, and Amazon drops it off, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so I just think that these things aren't necessarily going to take, you know, decades and decades and decades. Yeah. They can happen very quickly, which I think that's part of the, you know, the people that are going to be caught off guard. Like just, I think the quickness of it is going to surprise, surprise us all. Mm. So, so uh, going back to, so the dragon, when you read Revelation, yeah. the dragon is Satan. Yes. The beast is the Antichrist. That's what it appears what to be. It's what it, yes. yeah. it seems. And then uh, also known as Little Horn, right? Uh-huh. Also known as the Man of Sin. Yeah. Right. And he's kind of the figurehead that everyone's looking to, and the false prophet is kind of like his right hand man, who's... like his his religious deceiver for the nations, right? Okay, and, and so he's 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 his John the Baptist. So let me ask you this: um, when I'm thinking about this, what I think of is um, something that I was taught in school that um, he has to be shot in the head or has to have a fatal wound to the head, mm-hmm. and that's how he's and he's going to rise up, and all of a sudden he's not going to be the Antichrist; he's going to be Satan, yeah. something like that. Can, can you? Can yeah, so tell me what I'm trying so to say. So Revelation 13 talks about says that that the the beast will have a, a suffer a mortal head wound and will come back from it. You know, he, he, and they'll say the beast that was and is not and yet is. In other words, he was alive, he is not alive anymore, and now he will be alive. Mm. And there's there, there's a lot of different ways to read that. So, um, so the, the way that you've taught, which I'm, I don't necessarily think it's 100 percent wrong, um, is the idea that the Antichrist is the man. Will suffer a something something we don't know, and when it says uh, you know headwind just means he he's di- he dies by the sword, which is some is some type of conflict. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that he gets thrust through with a big blade. It just means that, that that's a that's a, that's a saying for he died in some type of uh, aggressive military something type of conflict, and that and that he is then brought back to life. So it's a, it's a it's a mockery or of the resurrection of Jesus who who was and you know it, you know died and, and, it, and it yet lives forever more, ever more. And so, um, so that idea, so the idea on that would be that that is one of the ways in which he is able the, him and the false prophet are able to give credence to his, uh, his claim to some type of divinity. 
Yeah. In other words, you know, you look at the Christians who are maybe shaking their faith and you can say to them, you know, you believe that this, and we believe a man died and rose again 2,000 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? But none of us saw that. Yeah. We all faith in that and, and rightly said, but but we, none, of us, none of us witnessed that. We can't, there's nothing we can do to testify to show that's real other than the signs of wonder he's going to give us. But I'm saying like, just in the natural, it's like, yeah, totally. We but, weren't if, there. but yeah, but if you could, if you could look at someone and say, yeah, but you've seen me raise from the dead mm-hmm. and yet you don't believe my claims. Yeah. You know, it, 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 there's, there's a, when maybe, there's also other signs and exactly. wonders, the, and, the crowds and, going towards an incredible pressure. Yeah. Incredible pressure to accept this, this person. Right. I mean, in the same way, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is the same, but think about the pressure we had for to take receive the the vaccine. Right. Right. Yeah, there was a level of social pressure. There was social pressure. I felt bad if I didn't take it. Just right. Because I, I just you felt the social pressure. Right. And, and 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 you know, that's not a statement whether you should or shouldn't take. It. I'm just saying, every we can at least agree there was a there was a massive pressure from our government to yeah. the level from businesses, from employers, from friends, from Christians that if you didn't take, it, they would look at you and be like, yeah. "What are you trying to kill us all?" I mean, there's this. There's this, at some level, uh, an un, uh, I say, uh, not appropriate level of, of pressure on people to, to make a decision that maybe they, maybe they were not or not comfortable with at the time. Right. But you can imagine, man. I mean, in that day, we're sitting there, and you can't buy or sell anything. You can't. You got a baby that's screaming. You can't. You can't get him formula. You can't get him anything. You can't even feed yourself to feed. I mean, like. And and you won't do it because you won't go to the wherever the tax office and get your uh, stamp, yeah, you know, or whatever it is. That, and when we talk about the mark of the beast. I don't think I, I just my opinion is I don't. It, it, he actually says it. He says, "Here's the mind which has wisdom." Right before he goes in, every time you see that in the Book of Revelation, it means what I'm about to tell you is not obvious. Mm-hmm. It's not the way you think. It may actually go down. Is the idea? It's, it's, this has got mystery involved in. It. So I don't think it's going to be like a big tattoo that says six 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 or. Just like I don't think the the man the, the man of sin is not going to be called the beast, right? You know what I'm saying? It's going to have it's going to be more mysterious than that. There's going to be more, um, and so I think that I think there's going to be a real challenge, like to to legitimize what's being asked of us to make it sound like it's absolutely like that seems reasonable. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and then if this guy's got the signs and wonders backing it up, and 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 followed by good works in a sense. You know, yeah. it's not like it's it's not all going to be just you know death destruction and it's going to be like, you know, I mean, it's the guy who who finds the cure to cancer at the same time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that seems like a good thing, you know. Yeah. And at the same time, he's got this evil plot that's 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 hidden in the midst of. And that's the thing about deception is usually it has some truth that's built into it, or nobody would believe it. Yeah, that's super helpful. So at one at at some point, uh, does. Is, is it like the it's kind of what it sounds like the Antichrist is just a man who kind of gets to power and then he's possessed by the devil himself? Is that do you see that? Is that played out or is that um, just kind of our interpretation of? Well, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's there's there's things you could go back to, you know. Even even I don't I don't say that I fully even understand this passage, but I think it's just interesting that you know if you go back to the original prophecy of the coming of the Messiah in the Garden of Eden, he says that you know that. Uh, he shall bruise your head, and you know whatever he says. And yeah. it talks about uh, it actually talks about her seed that's going to come forth, and it talks about his seed, the talking about the serpent's mm-hmm. seed. You know, yeah. and you kind of go like, well, if the her seed was a man, Messiah that was going to come, like, well, what's his? Mm. You know what I mean? Is is it of the same nature? Is that? I mean, there's actually been a lot of Old Testament. I mean, uh, theologians that thought that was talking about the coming forth of the evil one, the Antichrist. It's his first prophecy right there along with the first prophecy of the Messiah. Wow. I don't know that. That's what that is. I mean, there's probably 
some other good interpretations for that. But my but my point is is that you know he kind of comes through and he's got. Um, well, tell me real quick, what was your? You asked him something. Was he? Was is, is it like he's just a dude? Oh, like right, a random right. guy who comes to power and then all of a sudden is possessed. I I don't know. Like I, said, I don't know how much of himself he understands. Maybe I don't know that. Yeah, says it says a couple things. Like if you read Daniel eleven, it makes it sound like he comes from a small number of people, potentially from a, maybe even a smaller type country, and ascends to power very quickly. Mm. Which if you, you if you look at like okay, you're talking about a little horn who grows eventually becomes greater than his fellows. It's similar if you think about it to what happened with Adolf Hitler, who was not really well known and from a party that wasn't super popular, mm. and he had some really radical ideas. But the but the government of Germany, because of World War One and the collapse of the economy, it just became ripe for a message that would help bring restoration and healing and economic prosperity back to the nation. That people were, he was saying the right things related to, the, to that, that idea, and even had good ideas related to that. Mm to see the power of Germany rise back up, see them as a, you know, a world leader again, all these kind of ideas that they were willing at some level to overlook some of the, the more radical rhetoric that was yeah. really there the whole time. It wasn't like he, it wasn't like when he came to power, then all of a sudden he was like, you know, anti-Jewish. Mm. He was that way beforehand. It's just, that wasn't what, he, that wasn't what people were buying into when they were running on it at, at, at full speed. And so once he comes to full power, it says that, you know, he raises up very quickly. So yeah. I think there's some element of that, like the, the global conditions, that, I mean, it's probably the fullness of sin idea that moves in such a way that allows for him to ascend very quickly from seemingly obscure obscurity. See, so that, because, you know, I don't think that he's, like, in other words, he's not revealed as the man of sin until the abomination desolation. So there's some event, and it might, if it is that the dead head wound, you know, because it says about him, it says he's the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit. Mm. So, well, we know the bottomless pit is the place where the abyss is, where Satan's going to be cast into for a thousand years. So, how does he go down there? And then it says when he ascends out of there, that's when he, you know, he goes out to kill the two witnesses. Mm. And so then there's, uh, or at least that's one of the things he does. And so the the idea would be there's, you know, he's in world power. He's a wicked guy. He's moving up in the ranks. If it is the deadly head wound, and that's what he dies, and then when he has his his moment, his resurrection, his healing. Uh, he comes back just fully possessed, and this is when Satan gives him his power, is thrown on a great authority, um, and then he goes out, to start conquering nations, and you know there's there's the shift, you know the, the switch. Yeah. Um, but he's called the man of sin, which is interesting because it's like it actually says that right now something's restraining him, restraining lawlessness, mm-hmm. which I think is a picture of you know right now in the earth, like the fullness of sin is being restrained from happening, but the Lord's going to remove the restraint. Yeah. Right. And then this man's going to come forward and lawlessness is going to break forward. And so, um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm getting right. Yeah. Yeah. Super helpful. Awesome. Well, um, that's it for uh, this episode. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in our next episode uh, as we talk about uh, the church and the harlot of Babylon. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation and that you are ministered to. Please remember to follow us and to leave a good rating on your preferred streaming platform. And if you want to learn more about gatekeepers, visit gatecityatl.com gatekeepers. See you in the next episode.